The views, comments, and opinions of the following program do not necessarily reflect those of Morris Media Studios, MorrisMediaLive.com, or its affiliates. Listener discretion is advised. Purpose crosses disciplines. Purpose is an essential element of you. It is the reason you are on the planet at this particular time in history. Your very existence is wrapped up in the things you are here to fulfill. Whatever you choose for a career path, remember the struggles along the way are only meant to shape you for your purpose. When I dare to challenge the system that would relegate us to victims and stereotypes with no clear historical backgrounds, no hopes or talents, when I questioned that method of portrayal, a different path opened up for me. The path to my destiny. When God has something for you, it doesn't matter who stands against you. God will move someone that's holding you back away from a door and put someone there who will open it for you. I don't know what your future is, but if you're willing to take the harder way, the more complicated one, the one with more failures at first than successes, the one that has ultimately proven to have more meaning, more victory, more glory, then you will not regret it. The light of new realization shines on you today. Howard's legacy is not wrapped up in the money that you will make challenges that you choose to confront. As you commit to your past, press on with pride and press on with purpose. God bless you. Or Black Panther, Chadwick Bozeman, rest in power. Welcome to Melanated Politics. I'm Eric Clark. And I'm David Harper. Welcome for the welcome for tuning in to the show. Powerful, powerful. I'm sorry I said it right there, but it was it was chilling. It was um, powerful. Miss him already, and he hasn't been going long. But um, mm. I think that um, I think that Chadwick Boseman was a gift to everybody, um, melanated people for sure, all across the diaspora, all across the world, and um, I think for. Uh, for just everybody in general that could see the brilliance and excellence from uh, from a brother, from a king, a true king. Yes, sir. Coming from uh, coming from, I think originally he's from the south. I, I believe he's originally from the south. Went to a a Howard University, uh, studied abroad, um, but his roots have is is, is truly a. Uh, know a testament to melanated people everywhere and um like you said rest in power king rest in power over 60,000 people signed a petition to replace a confederate statue in anderson south carolina with one of chadwick bozeman that celebrate the native son actor who passed away august 28th after four-year colon cancer fight so as my dear brother said rest in power chadwick bozeman dear brother he played i saw when he played Jackie Robinson, I, I saw Black Panther. I was little, I was late on actually watching Black Panther, my dear brother David. Mm -hmm. I was actually on a flight coming back from 
Wisconsin. I was in Kenosha, um, Milwaukee, as well as Madison uh, two years ago. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about Kenosha and Madison, Wisconsin, and uh, that snake in the grass, Donald Trump and Joe Biden's response to it and the NBA boycott and how it trickled down to other sports leagues, et cetera, et cetera, with respect to that. But nevertheless, this brother, Black Panther, Chadwick Boseman, changed the game. Our history is as important as water. And you know what? Black Panther actually expressed visually how black folk were living B.C., when when it was referred to as the uh, Great Migration, when melanated people in, in Africa uh, had tribes and formed civilizations in Australia, mm-hmm. in North and South America, what is now known as Brazil, check out the Olmecs, okay, in Europe, okay, in the Caribbean, in the South Pacific, okay, this all, Black Panther, that movie, when you see Black Panther, it visually shows how melanated people lived thousands of years ago, mm-hmm. hundreds of thousands of years ago, millions of years ago. The real dinosaurs, rest in peace, Chadwick Bozeman, our dear brother. If you haven't seen Black Panther, I encourage you to go see it. And if you've seen it, go ahead and check it out again. So what do you think about Black Panther, uh, Mr. Harper? Um, Black Panther's one, but uh, Marshall, uh, where he played Thurgood Marshall um, in a case. He did play Thurgood Marshall. He played Thurgood Marshall uh, in a case, I believe, that was in Connecticut. Uh, That was, that's probably one of his films that doesn't get talked about. So is it safe to say that Leonardo DiCaprio was the white Chadwick Boseman? I didn't okay. say it the other way around. Leonardo DiCaprio was the white chat because he Leonardo. What, uh, he played a few. Uh, uh, I know he played. Uh, what's the FBI director? I know the, uh, Leonardo, okay. He played the FBI director, but I don't think he got near uh, Thurgood Marshall. He played an incredible slave owner in Django. I know that much. <laughs> the Calvin <laughs> County, Calvin, uh, Calvin oh, Candy, uh, which was incredible. I mean, I'm not being facetious. I'm being serious. It was this Candyland. It's Candyland. <laughs> but uh, but when you're talking about when you're talking about Chadwick uh, Marshall, going back to that film, oh, it kind of it, it kind of go. It, he played uh, Thurgood Marshall. Incredible uh, lawyer, um, civil rights lawyer, and eventually uh, Supreme Court justice. Um, you know, he brought he when people when when they talk about actors playing a role, they say they breathe life into a role. They bring so, life. Um, Ch- Chadwick was the life of the character in every pretty much every role he played. I've, I've, there's a there's a movie called Returning the King I saw on Netflix, and these are movies that I, I didn't see I didn't see recently. I saw when they first came okay. out. Um, they're good. I didn't get a chance to pay money for, so I waited till it got on um, Amazon. Um, Amazon, you know how I go. <laughs> but uh, Return of the King, when it got on Netflix, I saw it immediately because I'm like, "What is this film about?" And it's about, and it's before he did Black Panther. First time I heard him uh, do a uh, African uh, dialect, African cadence. Um, and forgive me, because I I know there's so many different countries on the continent, so I don't know the different dialects and different different uh, you know differentiate between uh, the different uh, countries in Africa as far as like how they sound. But basically, Return of the King, I'll be brief, is about uh, African cop 
who goes to America, L.A., here in L.A., to find his sister. But people don't know he's a cop. You know what I mean? He's basically undercover, and he wrecks havoc. When he when he gets closer and closer to finding out, you know what what uh what killed his who killed his sister, and I mean, every role he played, he was just magnificent, and and the thing about it is just that he was to me just on a spiritual sense he was he was here as a gift from God for us to look at, learn from admire, build upon, grow from, fellowship from, brothers, sisters from, from everywhere to understand how powerful love and, uh, and how powerful uh, the spirit can be when you, when you use it as a tool for goodness. And that's how I, that's how I look at, at Chadwick. I look at his whole legacy that way. Um, but, um, but yeah, uh, you know, he's going to live in all of us. Um, and I can't reiterate 2020 is a tough year. Um, this mm. 2020 is 20, 2020 yeah. is, is a is a tough year, um, particularly for for uh, for melanated people, everybody. But but this is tough. This is tough. I was totally unaware that our dear brother, rest in power, was sick. Mm-hmm. I didn't know he was suffering through and fighting, battling cancer for the last four years. Am I correct? Four years. One of the saddest, sickest things about this is he was judged. Now, it's one thing to be judged by uh, uh, the Confederates. It's another thing to be judged by your own people. Now, there's been recent tweets and Instagram posts and um, different messages on Facebook saying that people he worked with actually judge his brother. Who who does he think he is Uh, with the entourage of masseuses and friends and et cetera, et cetera? See, if we cannot be, we're predispositioned. Uh, uh, it's that witty Lynch mentality to prejudge and to judge each other. This brother was was judged in his last days. I mean, it's if you weren't sick to pull off those roles is one thing. To pull off those roles and to interject these historic people's spirit within yourself and put it on the screen is even more vast to our imagination. And he was judged and is sick. And it just reiterates the fact that we need to stop judging each other as melanated people, as melanated people, especially right here. Chadwick Bozeman, our dear brother, rest in power. Real one, one talk. Last, one, one last comment about Chadwick. One of his last films, The Five Bloods, is on Netflix right now. Spike Lee directed film. And... When I was, I didn't finish, I haven't finished watching the film yet. It's pretty long. You know how Spike does in the storytelling. <laughs> I love Spike, but his, his movies can be long-winded. Um, you can see. Peace to Spike, that's my boy. Peace to Spike. He's my boy too, Brooklyn. Stand up. How, what are you saying? Let me stop. Okay. Uh, Stand up. <laughs> um, so, um, and, and, and the, in the movie, you can see, because I noticed this myself, Chadwick was very thin in the movie. And, um, as my brother Eric mentioned, that we have to stop judging each other, which we do. Black people, all people all together, but melanated people in general, we have to stop judging like what Eric talked about. Um, and we also have to get real about checking on our health. We have to get real about our health. Mm-hmm. And um, whether it's mental health, whether it's physical health like cancer, diabetes, 
um, whatever ailments they, they may be, we have to be serious about it. But judging one another has to end because that will lead, and it's, it's always led to our demise as a people. Uh, and we have to we have to end it. So um, I just wanted to tell every, tell everybody about the Five Bloods that's on Netflix. Spike Lee, uh, Spike Lee uh, directed and produced film. Uh, one of Chadwick's last last pieces of work has Delroy Lindo, uh, a, a couple other incredible actors, uh, and it. it's an, it's you know it's Spike and Chadwick. Spike, you know he works. You know how he works with kings and queens. And, and and powerful brothers and sisters and brings the best out of them. So uh, you'll see that in the five bloods. History is important as water. Yes. Would you agree with that, brother? Absolutely. Our history is as important as water. Extremely important. And that's why we always talk about what happened around this time in melanated history. It's extremely important and we take so much pride in bringing uh, the clips and the information and sharing and um, we just provide the information. That's it. You can accept it or reject it, but the end you will respect it. Because the truth is one plus one is two. At the end of the day, you know, opinions don't really matter. It's about facts and it is, it is about the truth. Not Kellyanne Conway's um, alternative facts. You know she just. <laughs> you know she quit. Her husband quit. Her daughter's off of TikTok. Another story. <laughs> we celebrate the Fourth of July to the Native Americans. We celebrate all these pagan holidays, but what a lot of people don't know is. We celebrate and we honor Black August. It's always been an important month that we celebrate. There's always been significant events that have taken place in the month in August in the United States and abroad. So without further ado, I want our DJ to go ahead and play that track of Black August.
it is, y'all. Black August. Black August. Uh, I think that I don't believe in coincidences. I don't. I, I don't believe in like things just happen. I do feel like it's a it's a spiritual realignment, symmetry, however you want to call it. Um, just an an energy that happens in the month of August where melanated people um, rise and stand up. Um, I think the difference right now in what's going on is that um, it's being streamed, televised, tweeted, posted, however you want to put it. And um, and Black August, as you as we saw, there's just so many examples. Tucson Overture. Um, in Haiti, in Haiti, uh, of course, Nat Turner, who we talked about, um, who we talk about a lot. No. Um, well, I'm from Virginia. I was born in Virginia, so it is it is what it is. Um, I'm from Compton. He's from Compton. You know, Eric's from Compton. Um, but I, I think that it goes without saying that the struggles um, that melanated people have, August is a month where it overflows and protest and pushback and resistance really takes take shape also august black august one of the reasons why black august also was initiated because it was because of the warehouses of uh, melanated black political prisoners and the assassination of george jackson that's black august emmett till in his open casket is black august okay Voting rights of 1965 to those that feel that was significant. Black August. Hurricane Katrina, 2005. Happened. Black August. So Black August is very significant to all of us medical, melanated people that just so happen to be into this kind of stuff. Yes. And when he's saying this kind of stuff, he's saying melanated, just in case for You those. know, back in the day, you know yes. what they called, like, Rudolph Randolph, uh, uh, William Rudolph, R- R- the, the guy that was in charge of the um, the the, the, um, the rails? Yeah, 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 yeah. Rudolph Randolph, I believe, or Mr. Mm-hmm. Randolph, I believe. But anyway, um, he was known as a race man. See, that's what they called you back in the day when they had zoot suits and, you know, the clock was hanging or... Or, you know, you were in the rural south or you were in the Midwest and this was pre-integration. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. They were called a, a race man. But uh, uh, Black August is extremely significant. I've been celebrating Black August for years. And it's an honor. And um, like he said, we, all, we talk about uh, Nat Turner a lot. We talk about Tucson, Tucson. New Overture a lot. And the reason why we talk about them a lot, and this is a message for a lot of brothers that a lot of brothers and sisters that think that you have to really start off into the movement or have to read uh, 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 books every day or really be off into the culture, the history, or let me tell you something: Matt Turner would be considered a house Negro. He was a preacher. Was a Tucson Louverture, do you understand? He worked for the massa yeah. before they kicked off the revolution in yeah. Haiti and got them people out of there. And now, to this day, they still have, melanated people still have their own state, island, community. Okay, so um, just because someone is not with 
the movement right now or today, it does not mean that they won't be with it today or tomorrow. What we need to continue to do is stay positive with our people without judgment because I don't have to like what you, just because I don't like what someone does doesn't mean I don't like them personally. Right. So um, Black August, right. powerful. What you just talked about was an awakening. What you just talking about was Nat Turner, preacher. Um, preacher. Uh, you know, one of the slaves. He taught the slaves to be submissive. He taught the slaves. He pulled, he, that, that was, he taught, you, you guys saw, you ladies and gentlemen, our brothers and sisters. Birth of a Nation. We saw Birth of a Nation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And today's standards, people would be all over the internet talking about this brother, running around here preaching, telling people to be, look how it turned off. He, look how he turned out. It, it was awakening. Tucson Louverture, same woke thing. Up. Woke up, it was awakening. It was, a, it was awakening. It was a reality. And, you know, it, it, it turned, when that switch turns on, it turns on hard, you know. But um, I think that uh, this, is a, this is a moment that Black August should be part of the fabric of just conversation, not just with black folks. I think this is the one thing that I do agree. I, I feel in my, my heart is that whenever, whether it's the strength of whatever cultures or whatever people, yes, sir. understanding it, understanding it and understanding the power of it makes you respect it and, and in return makes you respect the people. But like you said, um, opinions are one thing, but facts are facts. And it's, we have to start holding on to facts. And not, not putting them away and saying, well, that's an opinion. No, no, that's a fact. It's a fact this happened. It's a fact that happened. You know, so uh, as, long as, as, as long as we hold on to facts and we keep preaching facts and we keep proving facts and we keep telling about facts and speaking facts on shows, on shows like this, we can, you know, that, that awakening can happen in, in, in a lot of people. There's so many other events and facts that happened in the month of August Yes. With respect to Black August that we failed to mention, so forgive us for that. Nevertheless, Kenosha, Wisconsin. At the beginning of the show, I mentioned that I flew from uh, Wisconsin. Actually, I was uh, I was in Kenosha, Milwaukee, and um, Madison. Madison. A few things I didn't know about Wisconsin. Okay, when I flew into Milwaukee, I've never seen so many melanated people working at the airport ever before in my life. It was brothers giving me cards saying, "Man, uh, uh, <laughs> we sh we have a we we shovel snow." They had uh, certain apparatuses hooked up to their trucks to where they uh, shovel snow out of parking lots uh, from residential um, residential places as well as industrial. So I ended up hooking up with some brothers out there. But I noticed, man, outside of Milwaukee and Kenosha, Wisconsin, man, as white as a sheet of elementary school paper. <laughs> man, Milwaukee, man, it is, man. And um, I was out there on a speaking engagement with some friends of mine, with some associates of mine. And um, we... I never forget. It was it was around New Year's and Miami Hurricanes were playing Wisconsin Badgers. Okay, okay, Big Ten ACC. And I, they, it, I was at a, I was at a bar. 
mm-hmm. with a college professor from one of the universities, a few friends of mine, we were on a speaking engagement. So we were talking, I didn't say anything. Part of their conversation was how bad Milwaukee was, how high the unemployment rate was, the hopelessness was out of control, half the people on dope, high school dropout rates, crime, gunshots in the air. I'm like, time out. Compare this to Jeffrey Dahmer. Because the last time I checked, Jeffrey Dahmer was from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And no one said anything. And now you have Jacob Blake shot in the back seven times by the local police department just recently. I'm pretty sure most of us saw that video and it's the same old narrative. Uh, Don't believe what your eyes are seeing. You know, my response to that is welcome to America. The only thing new is we all have camera phones. You just said it. You just said it. Uh, that's when you talked about uh, Wisconsin, you know, the cities like Madison and Milwaukee and Kenosha, how you met brothers and sisters out there doing doing what they do, su- surviving, trying to thrive, thriving and whatnot. But then you step outside of those um, those cities, those urban areas. And it's and it's, uh, it's, it's really it's really white. And that's the story of of blocks of America, um, particularly in the Midwest. Some of the states in America that are ninety percent white. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Real talk. Oh yeah, yeah. There's there's states, but like even if (laughs) even if you go to even if you go to um, you go to Michigan, you go to Michigan, or you go to Ohio, um, you go to the you know the major cities are going to have black folks, but you go out. You go out in the in the in the rural and out in the areas is predominantly white, but that's just the story of of uh, of the transition in this country, probably doing you know mainly doing the doing the fifties and sixties. And also, also, yeah, you know, Mr. Harper, to stay on Kenosha and things that are related to Kenosha, we live in a segregated society. You can even look at you can look at Los Angeles. You have yeah. little Armenia. I used yeah. to work at the twenty four hour fitness on on. Sunset and Vine, Little Armenia. You have East L.A. You have South Central. You have uh, uh, the Jewish community yep, here. You do. You have uh, uh, you have so many you different have Korean, shades. You, got you have Korea town. You have Chinatown. Okay, same thing in Chicago, correct? Yeah. Same thing in New York, correct? Everywhere, but it's about same thing in Miami, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Major cities. Major cities. Now Kenosha is has the attention of the United States. It has the attention on the world right now. We hope and pray that our dear brother, Jacob Blake, recovers. Um, we've, we've heard, the last we've heard, the brothers uh, paralyzed. So right now, we would like our audience to check out America's response to Kenosha and Donald Trump and his visit there and Joe Biden and everything that comes along with that. In defiance of appeals to stay away, I'm here today. President Donald Trump visited Kenosha, Wisconsin on Tuesday to highlight his law and order re-election campaign message, touring a burned-out furniture store and a camera shop destroyed during civil unrest after a white police officer shot a black man in the back. These governors don't want to call. The mayors don't want to call. The state's governor and the city's mayor both urged Trump to avoid Kenosha to prevent inflaming tensions. 
Trump said the governor and mayor should have acted sooner to prevent the destruction of some buildings. They just don't want us to come in and then destruction is done. At a makeshift emergency command center set up at a local high school, Trump expressed his support for law enforcement and praised National Guard troops. But Trump did not visit Jacob Blake, the man who was paralyzed from the waist down after a white police officer fired at his back seven times on August 23rd. Trump said he had planned to speak with Blake's family, but ultimately did not. Later, at a roundtable with local business leaders, law enforcement officials, pastors, and Republican lawmakers, Trump promised to rebuild Kenosha and provide more federal spending to Wisconsin, a political battleground state Trump won narrowly in 2016 and badly needs to keep in his column as he seeks re-election. Flanked by his attorney general and acting Homeland Security chief, Trump also called recent protests domestic terror in a city where anti-racist demonstrators have clashed with Trump supporters, including a 17-year-old militia member who has been charged with killing two people and wounding another with a semi-automatic rifle. Trump's visit to Kenosha comes the day after Democratic presidential candidate Joe Biden called for rioters and looters to be prosecuted and slammed Trump, saying he forfeited any moral leadership and stokes violence in American cities that have been gripped by protests over police brutality and racial inequality. The only thing America respects historically is money and violence, melanated politics. When, when you see uh, Donald Trump uh, in Wisconsin, the one, the one thing that wasn't talked about that clip was amazing. Um, amazing. But he didn't he didn't visit uh, the family. He wouldn't talk to the family on the phone, partly because they had um, Crump, Attorney Crump, on on the line with him, and he refused to be on the line with an attorney. Now, when when uh, Attorney Crump was on the phone before with uh, Barack Obama, President Obama, when when Trayvon Martin was was assassinated, was killed. Um, he was on the phone with different Republican governors, because unfortunately, this happens too many, so many times where you need an attorney like Crump to give it attention. Uh, and in this case, Trump wouldn't 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 talk with, with Jacob Blake's family. Not at all. Not at all. Now, to simplify what's happening, what's going on, the response and Kenosha and everything, I suggest everybody, especially if you're not old enough, but if you're of age, you understand um, who's the black sheep, what's the black sheep, because uh, the choice will be yours. You can get with this and you get with that. You can get with this or you can get with that. It's like, um, it's, it's really, it's, 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 it's clear. And, and and the reason that's so deep, I want to I want to go back for a second. The black sheep, um, shout out uh, the '90s '90s hip hop '91 '92. Um, uh, the black sheep in the video, um, they they make it clear when they they have they write the word the choice is yours in black ink on white paper and then crumple it up and throw it up and they say you can get with this you can get with that and. The reason why I say that, I say that in jest, I say that, you know, and and you know, a little bit of levity and everything, but in all in all seriousness, you have Donald Trump who 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 right now is is in his camp are are 
militia groups. Yeah. Um, people who and he's not even holding the people accountable. Just like the shooter it, we saw on there. The the, the young shooter we saw yeah. on there. So like Dylan Roof, similar, similar situation, Dylan except. Man, you have people showing up to these protests looking to shoot melanated people, people for right, standing up for right. themselves. Come on, America. I'm, I'm going to tell you what's really crazy, and not to, not, to, not to try to sidebar what we're, we're talking about. Dylan Roof, who, who, who shot up the church in Charleston, uh, South Carolina, um, uh, Emmanuel Church in Charleston, South Carolina. South Carolina. Who lived to tell the story? The police gave him some Burger King before they the police him gave him some the, Burger the King in the whole nine yards. But my point is, if he didn't shoot up a church, let's say he shot up, let's sh- let's say he shot up a club. Let's say he shot up at a group of 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 young black men and women that was just kicking it or something. The police wouldn't have been on him. The story would have been different. The only reason why it was a heartfelt story is because it's in a church and. And, and that religious factor where it's like, okay, well, these are these are the, the good black folks. We can't let them die or whatever. But the thing that's deep is that he shot up some some white folks. Yeah. And and you know, the police were like, thanks, they let he went back to But you know he, he shot he, up he some do, white folks. But they he, look at they look at those white folks the same way we look, look at the same way we look at what members of the melanated community look at house negroes or so-called yeah. sellouts yeah. or, or, yeah. or, or, or bootlickers or buck dancers. Or right. What, when they I look Charlie's... at these people like abolitionists. Yes, they do. They look at these people, that, that Kenosha uh, 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 white domestic terrorist. He looked at those people like these people are John Brown. John Brown. These people are not down with the Klan. They're not down with the Confederacy. They're not down and with the They supremacy. need to pay a price. Exactly. I exactly. mean, if you harbored a, a runaway slave, you was getting some lashes. Right. Now, okay. here's the thing that's really deep about going back to the choices. <laughs> enslaved. Let me change it. An enslaved, an enslaved individual. Go right. Ahead. The thing about the choices <laughs> is that, you know, you have Joe Biden... Who I understand the, the trepidation. I understand this this this, this man is not uh, the ideal candidate you may want to vote for. But you really just have two choices. You have a choice of changing where America is headed. Because look, since Trump has been because I love the arguments here when they say, well, Trump, Donald Trump has has done criminal justice reform. And, but you know what? They don't talk about how many conservative judges he's hired that's willing to lock up okay, brothers and sisters. It. So you have a choice of being shot or stabbed. You got a choice. Of be- no, 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 no. You got a choice. It's not even so much being shot or stabbed. You have a choice to being uh, to being locked up, killed, and being poor, or or, or your rights being stripped and, and, away. Or you have a choice to 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 at least be in a fight. But you know, what look at, you know, look at you know, look at Mr. Harper. We look at Portland. We look at Kenosha, Wisconsin. Rochester, New York. We look at Rochester, New York. We look at Georgia. We look at Louisville, Kentucky. Minnesota. Rest in power. Yes. Breonna Taylor. Okay. You know what I'm starting to get out of all of this? What's that? The powers at B are beside themselves that melanated people are standing up. Okay. People are not jumping off the sidewalks anymore when they see you walk down the street. People are not holding their heads down. People don't say yes anymore when they answer a sentence and they can't handle it. Okay? Disrespect so, is a big so, deal. So, yeah. so what's going on is... Yeah, they look at disrespect. People, melanated people, are standing up in the streets. Since the advent of camera phones, 
Now it's like you have a moral choice to make. Are you on the right side of history after you see somebody being assassinated by people that are paid by the state to so-called protect us? Which is never really the, the slave patroller's job in the first grade. I'm glad, but, you, but, said but, I'm glad but, you said but, that. But, but anyway, my point is this. And they're seeing white abolitionists, I guess, modern day. They a lot see, of ways. exactly. Uh, I mean, modern day, I mean, in, I'm talking about in the context of what uh, maybe an abolitionist would be today. I mean, if you're standing yeah. out there getting pepper sprayed because yeah. a black man got killed by a racist cop, then, yeah. and you're white, then you're white. Then, then you, they look at you like you a white sellout. Yeah, That's white how sellout. the skinheads and the Klan look at those yep, people. They do. They do. And, uh, and, and a lot of politicians now. The, 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 um, the young white abolitionist young lady who was ran over in Charlottesville. Charlottesville. Yeah, Virginia. In uh in Charlottesville, Virginia. Yes. Forgive me for forgive me for uh uh forgetting our sister's name. We had a uh, 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 forgetting her name. We had a show on, on her as well in, in Charlottesville, but at the end of the day, do we have to sound extreme to imagine that you know a lot of us say we're at war. You know what that means? That means that doesn't mean we're going to leave the studio and go hurt someone. That means someone had declared war on us. Yeah. How does someone declare war on you? Where are you going? <laughs> Do you live here? <laughs> Show me your ID. Yeah. I've never seen you over here before. I'm going to call 911. Show me your papers like this is South Africa. Papers, please. Papers, please. Papers, please. You know, and so black folk, melanated folk are standing up. Um, you have people that are standing up and just with let you, melanated people. And just and let you guys people, know. And, and, and I understand that you have, let me just say this. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. No, no big deal. I get excited about this. Hey, man, I interrupt more than Trump lies. I interrupt more than Fox News make excuses for that snake in the grass uh, resurrection of General Custer and, and uh, Andrew Jackson, the the Indian murderer, the Native American murderer, uh, Donald John Trump. I've been I, I'm I'm reading the book. His uh, niece wrote about him all. Are oh, so. you in the book? Oh wow! <laughs> you know, what brother reads, man. It's my favorite. Hobby, you do, man. you do, you do. Yeah. Yes, you do. So we saw Toussaint Louverture. Yeah. We saw. Uh, Nate Turner. We that, showed Gabriel mm -hmm. Prosser. Yeah. Uh, you know, we talked about Gabriel Prosser. We talked about Denmark, Denmark Vesey at the church in Charlotte, uh, I mean, in South Carolina. South Carolina. He Charleston. Was Charleston. In Charleston. He was posted yeah. up there. Yeah. So th there's always been movements that, that uh, we've not, there's not always been uh, walking up and down the street, holding up signs saying, we're going to kiss you after you kill us, or we're going to get over this and get over that. And I'm not judging my people that do that because you know what? Regardless how you feel about Martin Luther King, he died. Malcolm he died. died for black folk while it's a lot died. of people sitting on the couch talking about what everybody else need to do. Right. You know, so I don't I'm not I'm not uh I'm not a promoter of of, of, uh, of a nonviolent movement, you know, but um peace and respect to all of the brothers and sisters who have lost their lives at the hands of the crooked law enforcement individuals that continue to push um, white supremacy taxes that are in totally fear of America becoming more melanated. Because as they say by the year 2044, 
Caucasians will no longer be the majority in America. And, and one more thing, one more thing. Uh, before, before I pass you the mic and the cipher, bro, I want to say thank you so much to my brothers and my homeboys that are in a penitentiary right now that are watching Melanated Politics, because I understand you got to pay a lot of money and you got to take a lot of chances, you understand me, to watch us and check us out right now. So thank you so much, man. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yes, I would say I would say your name, but uh, I'm going to respect the rules right now. Kenosha, Wisconsin, was standing up. D uh, Donald Trump was there. Joe Biden made a comment about that. They show uh, uh, the attorney general in the video, yeah. uh, William Bill Barr. Yeah. They show the, uh, the, the white uh, terrorist, domestic terrorist. What do you think about the video, all of this, David? I think that um, I think right now you're seeing a, uh, a seed shift in, um, in the country and it's making folks uh, desperate. And you're you're seeing the, the you're seeing basically people take sides. Yes. And um, and I think going back to that number, you said twenty forty four is when it's supposed to be majority. Was it twenty forty four or twenty forty four? That's if it just that's if we continue at the pace we're not right now. Well, we're, we're well, going I was, to reproduction, no, no, well, I was going to say mortality rate. Well, I was going to say the I, economy. I, I was going to say because uh, of because of like that. I was going to say because of COVID nineteen. I think it's going to jump up to twenty thirty four. You know, I think I think I think there's going to be a whole lot of a whole lot of babies being uh being <laughs> conceived during this COVID. You know what I mean? So it's a lot of arguments conceived in COVID. A lot of arguments. Too. Because yeah. uh, folks that's usually away from each other until the kids get out of school, until folks get off work, now they force to be around each other. That's true. Because the thing about it is, they love uh, a lot of us love each other, but we don't really like each other. Yeah. Much, yeah, 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 yeah. You know how that, that, that that's 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 you know the way of the world, unfortunately. But um, going back to uh, Kenosha and and everything that's happening, there there is a massive uh, shift in America that. Really, just go back to, just go back 55 years. You, you mentioned Dr. King. Um, go back to the Voting Rights Act. And the Voting Rights Act, I know you heard us talk about it a lot, but the thing is, is that it gave, that's when we, we had a stake, melanated people had a stake in this country. And, and right now you're seeing all of that work come into play now. Because as we talked about Kenosha, Wisconsin, you look at uh, NBA player um, Sterling Brown, who in 2018 was yes, was yes. was uh, arrested by the police, accosted and tasered by the police for parking. The parking lot was empty. He was running into a, to a, uh, to a CVS or or like a pharmacy really quick, and he parked in a in a handicap sign. Nobody around. No, it was late at night. The cops came in, and they accosted them, tasered them the whole nine yards. So this goes to show you that this happens. Doesn't matter if you're poor and black. Doesn't matter if you're in in a you know middle class and black. You could be wealthy and black. This this can happen. I say all that to say is that you're seeing a unified a unified movement of melanated people, white folks, people of other groups. Like I saw the other day, Michelle Obama. 
and Ann Romney are doing yeah, an event together. I saw that. Michelle Obama and Ann, Ann Romney are doing an event together. I, I must admit, I wasn't ready for that. I'm, you, you, who was? I was not ready for and that. Then, and then you have the NBA players, the NBA players doing a get-out-the-vote drive. You have LeBron James doing a get-out-the-vote drive. Chris Paul's doing some things. So you have melanated people along with a lot of other folks, white folks. We're talking uh, about the sports team. Bo- we're talking about, we're referring to the sports team boycotts. Yeah, sports right. team boycotts. Well, okay, yeah, yeah, the NBA, well, not just the NBA. It's, 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 it's a lot of them. Uh, um, ten, uh, Major League Baseball. Uh, a tennis player's sister came out with Ahmaud Arbery's a name on her mask, and if you don't, if you never, if you don't know about tennis, tennis is a privileged, privileged sport, and uh, and uh, you know, it's one of those things right now. Just watch what's going on. Watch, watch this unearthing of our country that needs to happen. I believe we have a caller. Let's take the call. Hello, hello. Welcome to Melanated Politics. Eric and David, this is Kevin. How's it going this morning? Good morning, sir. Doing well. How about yourself? Oh, pretty good. Thanks for the history lesson on Black August. That was very informative and a really good lesson for people to retain and understand. Um, first of all, I'd like to give my respects to Mr. Bozeman. The one thing that Mr. Bozeman did, which really was a weapon against the perception of white supremacy, which is a silly notion in the first place, um, he changed the self-perception of black people. And I can relate to that personally, but one thing I saw on CNN, they showed a small youngster. He was giving a memorial to Mr. Bozeman, and he was using some of the Black Panther characters. And the main character was laying on a little black coffin covered in black cloth. Mm. And he was standing there with his respect. And I said to myself, now, that's what's really important is to change the self-perception of youngsters how they view themselves as black before they go into teenage years and young adulthood. I remember as a kid, I'll tell my age with this one, when I was really young, I remember seeing James Brown on the Dick Cavett show. And he was up on the podium singing, said loud, I'm black and I'm proud. And I was a young kid at the time, and I can remember how that made me feel, even though I grew up in a progressive black community, that was very functional and progressive. But just beside that, having that outside character reference that I could look at. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because after that, I guess the true African in me came out because I called an uncle of mine in New York and he bought me a dashiki and some bongos. And I, <laughs> on the yes, and I played them until my mother had to take them from me because of the noise. Oh, my goodness. First and foremost. So, yeah, my respect to that brother and what he really did and how he changed self-perception, which is really important. Yes. Second of all, I'd like to get into the tactics of the orange man, who's very disingenuous. The thing about him, what he's doing, protest, and he's implanting antagonists in them, and he's cause and effect bait and switch making it look like the protesters themselves, who are the peaceful entities, are the reasons for the violence. And that's not the case. But what he's doing as a political tactic, if he can change the perception of the Black Lives Matter protesters in those white states, what he can do, he can portray them as related to the Democrats, and whites will vote for him by default just to be anti 
Democrat or anti-Black Life Matter. It's a tactic that he's using. And I read an interesting um, piece. It was a letter to the editor in the L.A. Times. And it was a really interesting idea. The guy said that maybe the last week before the election, all the protesters should just stay inside, and then Donald Trump wouldn't have a leg to stand on with his law and order speech because the people were self-policed and police wasn't necessary to control this so-called violence that Donald Trump is trying to portray. Yes, and, and, he, went after, and he went after the NBA. So my question to you, my brother, is how much money did it cost the sponsors with respect to the boycott? How much money did the boycott cost the, net, the networks who airs the games? How much money did the boycott cost the advertisement industry? The reason why I pose that question, my brother, is because I have been hit up by so many of my brothers in Africa, all over the U.S., brothers incarcerated. They're like, well, it wasn't enough. It wasn't enough. It wasn't enough. I'm like, you, no. you've never been perfect. Anybody you ever dealt with in your life, knock it off. It yeah. wasn't yeah. enough. I mean, um, speak on, was it enough? Uh, 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 was it effective? Ineffective? We don't have a lot of time. I didn't mean to cut you off like an umbilical cord, brother, but let me get a response to that before I let you go. Okay, with my response, I'll quote you, Eric. You always said two things that get changed in America is violence and economics, and violence is not feasible. So with that, you know, economics is the thing, and it's like having kids telling them that they study too hard. You can never make too much of an effort when you're trying to enact change. And I'll just leave that at that. Wise words. Wise words. Wise words. Thanks well, so much. Thank you for calling in, brother. Thank you. Your brother fight the good fight. Thanks, Kev. Thank you. Um, I think that the um, – there's a few things happening with the NBA protests. Um, one, you you you're seeing a unity. You're seeing uh you you're seeing a a, uh, a a fight back, a a challenge to the system. But on the flip side, going to economics real quick, uh, LeBron James when in, it started here in California with the governor of California when he enacted and this is where the economics come in when he acted. Uh, I forget the bill that let uh, athletes be able to make money. Yes. Uh, off their likeness. Yes. Um, that's the that's 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 the economics of it. So I I, I believe it's a twofold fight. Uh, happening at the same time. That doesn't get talked about as much. But let's do this. Let's let our audience check out these sports teams and the boycotts. Let's let, let's go ahead and let these athletes speak for themselves. Over the last few days in our home state of Wisconsin, we've seen the horrendous Jacob Blake being shot in the back seven times by a police officer in Kenosha and the additional shooting of protesters. Despite the overwhelming plea for change, there has been no action. So our focus today cannot be on basketball.
that was very effective. The sports boycotts that trickled down from the initiation of the Milwaukee Bucks. Man, when I turned on the television set and I saw those brothers standing up, not just tall physically, but tall culturally with the understanding that, you know what, let's take some money out of these billionaires' pockets and maybe they can use their influence, politically speaking, politically meaning war without bloodshed, to see if we can get some adequate changes. Also, the NBA players, as our audience already knows, they had a list of demands. There will be most in, most stadiums that host NBA games will be um, voting central voting voting. Uh, they they're, they're going to be voting uh, hubs of during the election uh, because you know there's there's a lot going on with mail in voting, uh, but they want want uh, the NBA arenas to be voting voting stations. Also, the NBA players have collectively picked. Uh, specific organizations that the billion that the uh, billionaire owners are going to allocate uh, three to five hundred million dollars to for so-called quote unquote social social justice. Also, the snowball effect. I mean, anytime you stand up, if you stand up one quarter, a halfway. Three quarters, 75 percent, 100 percent. The point is you stood up. Sometimes you have to walk before you crawl, you know, walk before you run, run before you sprint. And, um, yeah, we can psychoanalyze what could have done or what they could. But the bottom line, the brother stood up, cost people money, made some changes, and it trickled down to other sports leagues. We saw the Milwaukee Brewers did not play. Mm-hmm. We saw uh, uh, the, WNB, the WNBA. Yeah. They boycotted. And one last thing, brother, as we proceed to, mock the, to rock the mic right, They were not calling it a boycott at first. They were saying the, the games have been postponed. 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 That's why postponed. words are powerful. Yeah. That's why the narrative is powerful. The games were not postponed. Postponed. They were. It was a boycott led by the Milwaukee Bucks, uh, LeBron James, and the Lakers, along with Kawhi Leonard and the L.A. Clippers. They did not even want to continue on with playing basketball in the bubble. Anyway, forget the playoffs, forget the rain, forget everything. Let's make a statement because the whole the whole objective and the point is not that I was in the room with the meeting. I'm just talking about according to the laws of common sense is what were they, what was America and the world talking about and tweeting about during that time for those two or three days? They were talking about the NBA, uh, you know, postponing. They Go ahead, t- brother. <sighs> Um, let me go back to the video real quick. What our audience was watching was George Hill and Sterling Brown. George Hill was the NBA player with the hat on um, who, who after, uh, I believe, a closeout game against Orlando, he said, I don't even understand. It was maybe a day, a day after. He said, I don't even understand why we're here after uh, the Jacob Blake shooting because, again, that's in Wisconsin. The uh, Milwaukee Bucks, Milwaukee is in Wisconsin. And again, Sterling Brown, who was also reading – uh, why they weren't playing basketball 
um, you know, he that's the basketball player who was accosted by the police back in 2018. Now, I say all this to say that all of it for these NBA players is happening in real time, real emotions, real real uh, decisions they have to make on how they're going to stand because there's also that economic factor. And let's not be fake about this. Let's be real. They have an incredible platform. They have their, like what I mentioned with LeBron James using his, his influence are able to do things. And I think they are learning how to do it and what to do it. But I think the emotions of seeing all these brothers getting shot and Breonna Taylor, no justice coming to her makes, makes an emotional, um, an emotional tightrope to walk. Um, what happened in that sequence, and I'll be brief, real, I'll be brief. Uh, the Milwaukee Bucks was the first team that said, we're not doing it. They left the Orlando Magic out there on the floor. <laughs> they did. That's what happened. That's what happened. They said last minute. And they were, it was a back and forth between the team because it happened in their backyard. It happened. This happened. Yes, this happened to all of us, but this, this is happening in our backyard, and this has been yeah. happening. So it went. then there was a trickle-down effect. Yeah. And then... So basically, that's how all that came into play. They left them out there on the floor. Uh, uh, left them out on the floor. Line. They were just like, "What's going on?" Mm-hmm. And the which I'm not mad at. Right, exactly. Um, and so, bottom line, you're you're, you're seeing um, all this. You're seeing this movement in real time. There, there's there's so many things happening all at once in real time when it comes to. Um, brothers and sisters with influence really trying to make something happen, really first and foremost trying to get Donald Trump out of office, but second, like what are we going to do for real about this? This is this is a continuation of what Jim Brown, uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Mah- the great Muhammad Ali, uh, Bill Russell, uh, what all of them wa- wanted, wanting to do with all the black athletes coming together and trying to shape um, rights for black folks with Malcolm X, you know, Malcolm X being there. So you, 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 this, this is a, a long, just, uh, this baton's been hanging in the air for a very long time, but finally has been caught. And now they're, 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 they're trying to run with it. And last but not least, I have to say, rest in power, rest in power to the great, the late, great John Thompson, John Thompson. who passed away this week. Mm. Um, the first black head coach, to win a national championship. And this is personal for me because that's John Thompson was one of the reasons I got into basketball was truly the one, re, one of the reasons that outside my family that I got into basketball, I started loving the game is that right? because again, I'm from the DC area. Mm-hmm. I'm from the DC area. And here is this brother standing six foot, Eight, six foot nine, six ten. Six ten he's tall dude. Six ten. Played for the Boston Celtics behind Bill Russell. Six ten. Coaching at an basically all white Catholic university in Georgetown. And four Hall of Famers. And and, and four Hall of Famers. Matumbo, Morning, Alan Iverson, and Patrick Ewing. And Patrick Ewing. The beauty about that, and going, and I know you guys heard me talk about Alan Iverson. Governor Wilder, who was the first black governor in the United States, first black governor in 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 Virginia. And also, last he haven't had a black governor is the one who pardoned Allen Iverson to get him out of jail, and then he went over to John Thompson. It was we need to help this brother. We need to help this brother. And John Thompson, um, he will be missed. Uh, an amazing, an amazing influence, not just on basketball, but you talking black about you talking about a stand up, righteous, take responsibility for your folks type of brother. John Thompson went to the drug dealers. Yeah. Around, around Georgetown and said, leave my players alone. It was, and guess what? 
They left him alone. It was it was doing a black the time man for you, man. Just real quick, um, <laughs> real quick with this. It was um, true it was, story. It was true story. Late uh, late eighties, early nineties. Big big huge uh, drug dealer by the name of Rayful Edmond, who um, who Jay Z mentioned in one of his one of his uh, and cannot live. He mentioned Rayful Edmond, and that's how big Rayful Edmond was. Lonzo Mourning. Uh, back in the day, I guess used to run with him, hang with him, whatever. And you know, wait for him, had to go to court because he got caught. You know, he got he he went to court. And Alonzo Mourning was like, "Yo, I mean, John Thompson's like, look, leave leave my player, leave leave my players out of it." You know, he had the support, had the help um, of of John Thompson to kind of you know, Alonzo Mourning wasn't was in that life like that. But with all that to say, we all we all melanated people, we all run with each other. You know, one way or another, and he got caught up. and And John Thompson went in there and was like, "Look, our folks, look, this this dude is going to be an NBA player. He's going to be. He had to go. He had to go in and, and clean some stuff up. And and um, and bottom line, he was. It's, it's amazing to watch. But that goes to um, on the flip side of it. And this is the last thing on the flip side. You have brothers. Some brothers calling him a sellout. And because calling who calling John Thompson a sellout. But that's a whole nother. That goes back into not judging each other. But <laughs> but that goes. <laughs> We can talk about this all day, but we got we got close out. I know we got close out. Or non-melanated viewers and supporters who have been down with this show and paying attention to us from since day one, we need a, a small favor. Reread and check out again the third the third verse of the national anthem. And leave in the comment section, would you stand up a nil like Colin Kaepernick? Because I'm pretty sure Colin Kaepernick is saying to himself right now, we're about a few years too late for everything that we see. But at the same time, better late than never. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for tuning in to Melanated Politics. Once again, shout out to those that have been down with Melanated Politics since day one, as a late, great Huey P. Newton always said, politics is nothing but war without bloodshed. Politics is deep, man. It is. Politics is power. Politics is war without bloodshed. Politics means so much. And we're going to stay focused and we're going to continue to bring you all of this information. One more shout out to my brothers that watch us from the penitentiary for david harper i'm eric clark let's stick together let's stop the black on black killing in, in los angeles and other places man come on now we have too many people that are against us for us to be against each other peace peace we're out <laughs>